Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. You're listening to the KGFC Festival Talks podcast. I'm your host, Craig Horsley. And we're coming to you from the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema, running from August 3rd to August 12th. And we're screening our films at the UA Midway in Forest Hills, which is on Continental Avenue and Queens Boulevard, and also at the Queens Museum, located in Flushing Meadow Corona Park, which is the home of the 1965 World's Fair and the iconic Unisphere. We are speaking today with Jonathan Oliveira, and he is the filmmaker of Kew Gardens, Save the Bridge. Welcome, Jonathan. Hi, hi, guys. Um, I've been really excited about um, meeting you because, number one, you're definitely our youngest filmmaker in the festival. Um, you did this while you were in high school. Yeah, I did. And also because the topic of, the, uh, of your documentary is very uh, personal to the festival and to the neighborhood. So uh, can you elaborate on how you came up with this idea, why you did it, and some of the challenges you had doing it? Well, um, it first started off with me, I think it was uh, November of 2017, I believe. It was, uh, I was doing the uh, one-week film program with Jason Simba, the, the founder of the festival itself. And um, I concluded the, the uh, program, and then he um, came up with the idea of just like the opportunity of like going with this, uh, making a film about this issue. And uh, no one really was stepping up at the time, and I was just like, well, I live here, and I was like, I really love making movies, so I was like, why not? You know, it's... The challenge then, uh, that I wanted to take up, and it was it was really it was really cool. Um, I got to uh, get to know a lot of the uh, the store owners on the on the bridge itself. I got more connected with the people there. Um, it was really life changing. Like I got to um, f- feel like people's like motivations as to like why their own like personal unique reasons as to why they wanted the bridge to stay, and just like it was more than just. Um, making a profit and like um, keeping their stores open it was just like because they they felt like they wanted this community bond to you know stay alive and um, they just didn't want their their home to be taken away. So. And you met with some of the store owners, some of the residents. Yeah. How did you get uh, them to talk? Were they very easy to get them to talk? Uh, some of them were come stepping forward because they wanted their voice to be heard. Uh, it was really, uh, it wasn't that hard to find people to speak to because everyone had their own, like, they wanted their voices to be heard. They were really um, anxious about it, too, because they had a lot to say to the MTA and just, like, um, uh, they were just uh, really, really, like, nice people, though, to me. Like, they were just like, oh, hey, can I say this? Can I say that? And they were just, like, also kind of hesitant because they didn't want to say the wrong things and, like, you know, lose credibility with, like, certain things. And um, But they're all, they're all really nice people. I love, um, like, uh, the... Thyme Natural Market, uh, Natalie, um, she's also, like, she was, like, one of my first ones, and, like, I remember during her interview, it was, like, really genuine, like, she just started crying during hers, because, she, like, it, her store and just, like, the community meant so much to her, and, like, the thought of losing it just, like, broke her heart on camera, just, like, made me choke up a little bit, too, so it just, like, it shows how much it means to these people, you know? So just to let our, our listeners know, there's a bridge in Kew Gardens right, yeah. that uh, goes over the Long Island Railroad, mm-hmm. and there are actually shops on the bridge yeah. 
and there's a concern that the MTA may tear down the bridge, right, yeah. and all these business owners will lose their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you took it upon yourself to actually talk to these business yeah. holders and hopefully, with your film, get it to uh, the MTA or right. whoever. So did you send this to uh, city officials or the MTA? I personally didn't. Um, I know Renee Levine and uh, Sylvia Hack, they were... Uh, they both uh, have like big connections with like people up in the uh, city hall and stuff like that, and they, uh, um, I think they conducted a meeting with the MTA themselves, and they uh, they asked me to make like a shorter version of the of the documentary itself to like, uh, show like a snippet of like how, what people's uh, reactions were to this, and uh, I believe the MTA now is like under like new management and all that, like yes. they changed everything, and um, they agreed to uh, repair the bridge itself, and. Uh, um, they funded the whole thing, and I think it's gonna stay. It's gonna stay. Everyone, everyone's happy about that. So you actually had an ar- uh, an architect or an engineer you interviewed. Yeah. Where did you find that person? Uh, it was also I think it was it's all Carol. Carol Lags. She's the uh, she is the greatest producer of all time. Like she put me into um to contact like I think almost every single one of these shop owners because I mean she's one of the reasons why the film also got made itself because uh, she told me she told me about Al Brand and how um. He had this initial idea of just like uh, what can what can be done to the bridge and how it can be possibly even saved without like that um, like a whole new like piece of without like the whole need of reconstruction. And he just like told us about this uh, uh, feasibility plan that he had about like just putting new molding underneath like the bridge and just like instead of restarting from scratch. And just, it seemed like a feasible like idea to come up with. And I was really impressed with him. He's a brilliant guy to talk to. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to talk to. So, is the bridge saved? It is. It is. Thankfully. Oh, wow. Th- that's yeah. that must make you feel great. It does. It does. It's like a weight off my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> that that I mean, it's so much to be proud of at such a young age. And uh, the f- the film. Uh, how long did it take you to to make the film? And then did you do the editing afterwards? Or yeah, a lot of it was uh, was mostly me. It was me. Uh, it was me and my two other crewmates, Whitley Darby and Georgie Ortiz. It took about four months, I believe, to, to shoot, edit, and uh, all that. And um, yeah, I mean, I did I did the uh, a lot of the shooting, camera work, lighting, uh, uh, editing. Afterwards, was mostly like 100% me. But like you know, they also helped me out with like carrying equipment and just like asking questions, interview. Because I couldn't have done it all by myself. This is a really big project. So I appreciate them for their for sticking by me. You know. And how old are they? And they're also uh, now it's cool too. Also eighteen years old, just like me. Um, but yeah, just they, they did me a favor and just like it ended up in the festival. I cannot never thank them enough for what they did for me. So your first film at eighteen, yeah. um, which actually had a great social cause and a great social uh, result. Yeah. Uh, what's your future? Do you want to go into film? Yes, I do very much. Uh, it's I don't see myself doing anything else besides film. I I feel like. It, there's there's no purpose without it, and I feel like this is what I want to do forever. Um, I just want to keep making meaningful films that uh, uh, touch people's hearts and you know make them be more open-minded about different topics and situations and create conversations about real-world things. You know. So now this was a documentary. Yeah. Uh, when you're talking about what you want to do about film in the future, do you want to do uh, shorts, full-length narratives? Yeah, f- a full-length narratives is really much the uh, the end game for me. I would. I want to ine- like inevitably become a director, most most and foremost. Um, but I'll do whatever it takes to get there, you know. Uh, as shorts and, and whatever it takes, like little jobs up until then, I want to do. But to get to the top, uh, I know it takes time, but I'll keep working until I get there. Do you have any stories in mind already? 
Yeah, I have a couple scripts written down. They're really, like, uh, not fully finished yet, but they're all ideas, you know. I can't wait to, like, fully flesh them out when I start school in college and get them shot for, like, projects and stuff like that. So. And you're already accepted into a college? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in New York? or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York Upstate. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just so impressed with what, you, what you've done or, already. Um, what are some? Of, who are some of your idols that that you look up to? Um, definitely George Lucas, because uh, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Uh, it was he was one of the uh, guys who got me into filmmaking. Actually, I I watched Star Wars. I think when I was like four years old, and like from that moment on, I remember watching like all these like crazy effects and like storytelling, and I was just like, wow, this is. I want to feel. I want other people to feel how I felt watching this with my own ideas and own crazy stories that I want to tell. And that from that moment on, it's what the career that I wanted to do, you know. So, so you're talking about the camera and the lighting. Did you own that? Did you rent it? How did you get all this equipment? Uh, it's the uh, investments that I've made uh, over the course of my uh, young life. I bought my own camera, tripod, um, my own softboxes, camera, mics. I only had to borrow a couple things from school while I was in it at the time, but uh, most of it is my own that I had to buy myself. Yeah. So you've had how? When did you find? When did you realize that you wanted to be in the film business? Um, I'd say at around like ten years old, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. This is the end game. This is what I want to do. And uh, that from then on, I started collecting a bunch of equipment so I can eventually do it. Like, I'd make, like, short little films at home, like, really, like, low-quality stuff. But, you know, they were fun at the time. And I was just like, you know, as long as I'm having fun, this is, this is what I want to do. So you're in a much younger generation than I am. Uh, and you are used to seeing films on your camera, on your phone, on an iPad. Uh, where do you usually see your films? Do you go to the the movie theater? Yeah, I I, I hate. Um, first of all, I hate like watching movies on my my TV because I feel like it's not the same not the same experience at all. I mean, I feel I know that nowadays the the price of admission is really expensive. It's about like twenty dollars just to get in to watch a film, but. Um, it's 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 more of a picking choosing because I know like you can't afford always to go to every single movie. So when I see something I really want to see, I go. I have to like make it my first top priority to go to the theater and experience it with the you know surround sound and like the big screen and all that to get the full effect. Because I don't I don't just it's not it's the only way to watch a movie. You know it's the only way. And you want to see it with other people because that just makes yeah. the the audience. Yeah. Is sometimes eighty percent of the film, especially Definitely. with a comedy Definitely, or. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so your your the films that you have in your head would they be are you more of a comedic person or a drama or what do you think? Um, I'm more of a like action adventure type of flair to like my stories. They usually um, when I come up with like I have ideas and I start writing them down. They're usually about like my my protagonist like traveling the world and like solving like these different different issues and obstacles to like get you know to like define their end game and their goals. And um, I don't know. I just love the idea of just like having a good fight in a movie and just like seeing that go down and I'm, I'm amazed with like choreography and how it's done nowadays and just like it's really it's really neat to watch you know I really really enjoy those types of films well, I think those are going to be a little bit bigger budget than yeah. your than your documentary <laughs> that you <laughs> oh yeah definitely and and how did you finance this the the, the film that you did uh there was no financing at all it was a complete there was no budget um <laughs> uh most of it because I had said I already invested in a lot of the equipment prior and um stuff that I needed I just borrowed from my school so I didn't really have to put any money at all into it so it was, um, 
purely out of passion and you know commitment and determination to complete it. So, so you had a, quite a few interviews. Where where were they held? Were they held in a restaurant? Or? Um, most of them were held in um, each of their stores. Honestly, um, I know that. Uh, I mean, for the shop owners, they were held in their stores, and uh, for some of the residents, they were held at Austin Ale House. Okay. Um, yeah, they they were kind enough to let us use the back room so we can like film and get some interviews done. And it was a really productive day. It was about like ten or twelve interviews done right one after the other. It was really cool. It was really cool. So now that you've saved these businesses, are they giving you a discount when you go and shop there? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but um, they're, they're, they always, like, they see me, they're like, oh, it's a friendly face. It's you. It's Jonathan. They, they know me now. So I guess um, I get some sort of recognition now after all this. So it's, it's good. Get, get, get your uh, picture on the wall of yeah. the Austin Ale House <laughs> as uh, up-and-coming filmmaker from our own neighborhood, Kew Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I again, I have to say I'm really impressed with what you've done. Thank you. Um, I think that people will look at this and see that you have a bright future. And um, any any advice to anybody out there? Um, I, I'd say to even younger filmmakers than I am, I guess just uh, just keep pushing forward. You know, just don't uh, don't let anyone say that you're too young to like make a film because you know in the end it's it's all about um, passion and creativity and. Um, you won't know if you can't do it if you don't at least try. So. Well, I thank you for being here, and I think the uh, Kew Gardens community thanks, thanks you for being here also. Um, I really am very impressed with uh, what you've done and what, you, what you're going to do in the future. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So, but before we leave, I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, uh, Blog Talk Radio, for providing an excellent platform for our podcast. I'd also like to thank Atiz Cafe in Kew Gardens, they serve wonderful organic coffee and tea and baked goods, and they're located on Metropolitan Avenue. Uh, for those who are in the neighborhood and they've bought a ticket or have a badge for the film festival, Atiz is actually giving a 10% discount on their coffee, tea, and baked goods through August 12th, which is the end of our festival. And uh, for more information on the festival, uh, and you may still be able to purchase some tickets for some shows in the next few days, uh, go to our website, www.qgardensfestivalofcinema.org. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, this is Craig Horsley signing off. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.